You are Locked On LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, let's get it. Locked on LSU, your team every day. I'm Matt Moscona, ESPN Radio, Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria, CST, and right here for the Locked on LSU podcast. We will get you full LSU Florida prediction and preview here from former LSU Tiger Ryan Clark. We'll start, though, with what Ed Ogeron said Thursday night, his final meeting with the media before LSU is wheels up to Gainesville for this weekend's game against the Gators. And it looks like LSU is going to have a new starter under center. looks like it's going to be Max. Uh, we haven't made the final decision yet. Uh, but Max has been practicing with the first team and TJ with the you know, second, second set of reps. Uh, we can go either way, but it looks like it's going to be Max. But we have not made the final decision. We're going to tell them tomorrow. I think that's a good decision. And if you've listened to this podcast, I have very much been complimentary of TJ Finley. And listen, I, I don't think in any way that the struggles LSU has had have been his fault. He is a true freshman quarterback whose best offensive weapons has, have opted out. He's throwing largely to true freshman receivers. Now his true freshman tight end has opted out. He's playing behind an offensive line, which has not been very good. I, I think he's had some really good moments but I want to reference something that Rohan Davey said earlier in the week, which is the only way that you might be able to fix, I don't want to say fix, but but maximize these final two games, no pun intended with Max Johnson, but it's giving guys who haven't played yet the opportunity to play. And that does make a lot of sense. And, and I referenced you know Rohan in 1999 when LSU was a 3-8 and football team and they were playing Arkansas. They managed to beat Arkansas, who won the SEC West that year, by the way. But they managed to beat Arkansas, and it was Rohan who got the start after Jerry Donato was fired and Hal Hunter replaced him for one game as the interim head coach. And it was the opportunity for guys who hadn't played, who looked at that opportunity and said, this is my shot, and so they all elevate their game. That might be the opportunity to sort of, you know, wake guys up or get guys' attention or – you know, inject a little life and energy into this team in these final two games. Now, Max Johnson on the season, 40 of 63 for 395 yards. So he's completed 63% of his passes, which is ahead of Finley, who's completed 57% of his passes. Their average yard per completion is right about the same, 6.7 for Finley, 6.3 for Johnson. Uh, Finley with five touchdowns to two for Johnson. Uh, Finley has five interceptions. Max has not thrown a pick in his um, – in his 63 attempts. Um, the big difference has been, you know, obviously the opportunity for TJ Finley, despite playing much more than Max Johnson, has been sacked far less. And that is sort of counterintuitive because you would think Johnson's the more mobile guy. He could make plays with his feet. It's kind of been the opposite. He's in, in trying to elude pressure instead of keeping his eyes downfield and releasing the ball. He's tried to use his feet to avoid pressure and he's taken sacks. So, Something worth keeping an eye on this weekend is we're very likely going to see Max Johnson get his first start, and we'll see if that might inject uh, some life or some difference into this offense. Um, we know, obviously, that there will be no Eric Gilbert. Uh, what about Racy McMath, the, the senior wide receiver who suffered a hamstring injury against Arkansas? Ogeron updated Racy. Uh, Racy's out. Uh, he's not available for this week. Do you think he's going to be 
he's done for the year? He hadn't said that. You know, and, and talking to Jack, uh, it's an injury that hasn't healed yet, so we can't say that yet. That is certainly disappointing. Looks like Racy McMath is a senior who was having a really nice senior season in his first real opportunity to play. He had 14 catches for 195 yards and, and a score. Um, suffered that injury on the deep ball against Arkansas. When he pulled up lame, reached for his hamstring, and looks like his LSU career might well be done because he has already accepted an invite to the Senior Bowl. So two more weeks for Racy McMath and his LSU career, and he won't play this weekend, as we know. Replacing Gilbert, uh, Ed Ogeron mentioned a couple of tight ends. He's more suited to be outside. I mean, he's a big, tall, athletic tight end. Uh, needs to grow into his body, get a little bit more physical, but he has since he's been here. Again, he's only a freshman. And then we got Nick Storrs. Nick's is a big man, and uh, we're going to play him. Uh, the guy we got from baseball, we expect him to play. I'm excited about it. He's excited about it. I can't wait to see those two guys play. The first player Ogeron was mentioning there was Cole Taylor, the other freshman from Colorado. Interesting to hear Ed say they think Cole Taylor is a guy that's better split out wide because with his big frame, you would think he's more of the prototypical inline blocker, similar to what Foster Moreau was at LSU, a guy who was big, physical, attached to the line of scrimmage, but also athletic enough to get downfield and catch passes. But seems like LSU clearly is going for more of a hybrid tight end. Maybe get our opportunity uh, to see Nick Storrs. Uh, out on the field for LSU this weekend as they head to Gainesville and certainly need numbers. I will give you a full pick on uh, LSU and Florida coming up here at the end of the podcast. I want you to hear from former LSU Tiger Ryan Clark. We will get to that shortly. As always, when you need to chill, reach for an ice-cold Coors Light. If it's you want to brew with dinner or you want that Rocky Mountain refreshment just when you knock off of work, get home, kick up your feet, maybe – you're at a bar or a restaurant. You belly up and you're thinking about what you might want. The Rocky Mountain refreshment of an ice-cold Coors Light, that's the one that you should choose. The one when you want to hit that reset button, reach for the beer that's made to chill. The beer that is cold lagered, cold filtered, cold packaged, that is crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for that un moment to, to unwind. That is Coors Light. Coors Light can be delivered straight to your door. Log on get.coorslight.com, get.coorslight.com, and they will deliver that new look Rocky Mountain refreshment right to your door. Coors Light, celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Be sure to join us Monday. We will recap the LSU-Florida game, and you can hear from Ed Ogeron post-game. That's all on Monday's edition here on the Locked on LSU podcast. I love when we have a chance to visit with Ryan Clark, former LSU Tiger, spent 13 years in the NFL, and had a chance on my radio show on Thursday to spend about 30 minutes with Ryan. Now, I'm not going to play all of that for you here, but he did go deep into the state of the program and – what happened in the Alabama game. Had some amazing comments also about the struggles defensively. 
But what I wanted to focus on here, so I would highly recommend if you could, go listen to it. It's at 1045ESPN.com. Click After Further Review on Demand. You'll see it there. What I wanted you to hear, though, is the conversation that we had about fixing the program. And Rohan Davey earlier in the week was with us, and he compared this to 1999, the feeling around the program, the last time LSU had a losing season. Ryan was on that team, too. And I asked Ryan the same question. Does this feel like it did to Roe, like 1999? I don't. Okay. Um, we were never this high, right? This is a this is a there's a different level of expectation at LSU now. You know, you can you can take the Saban championship year, but you know, other than that, like Les had really done an extremely good job. Like this team isn't like you don't look at the history of Louisiana State University, like the history of Notre Dame or sure. the history of some of these other schools who have this long lineage and tradition of winning. Like this truly is recent history for Louisiana State University. And so, you know, ninety nine was one of those things it was it was difficult because we weren't good, but it wasn't this drop off, right? You know, we had been to I think my first year we go to the Independence Bowl. Uh, you drop off in '99, uh, you know, and it's like, oh, uh, you mean '98? Then in '99, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, but we weren't that good anyway, right? Like we're mm-hmm. we're we're trying to build, we're trying to become something. LSU is something now. Like I said, that this this job is broadcast as the greatest coaching job in football. Well, show me why. Show me how. That means if it's the greatest coaching job in football, it should continually be a job where people can win. Not a job that you go into games understanding that you have 0.1 chance of winning a football game or where you're hoping to stay close to Texas A&M. And that's where this team is. This team is totally different from that team. When when that team went out, you know, we knew that we were going to fight and, and try to win games. Uh, we understood that we might not, but you're going to fight, play as hard as you can, hope it works out. Be, start, start focusing on being better for next season. That's not what this team was supposed to do. This team was supposed to be the defending national champion. And obviously they lost a ton of stuff, you know, Welcome to the freaking real world. Welcome to the world of winning. Welcome to the world of having good players and having good coaches that other people are going to want. Be able to replace them. Be able to have the foundational tools to say no matter who's here, this is how it runs. This is how it works. This is how we be great. We are all together. This team ain't together. Like these players aren't for these coaches. Some of these coaches aren't for these players. And you see it. You can't have... You can't have a personal division and can't coach. It can't be that. It can't, it can't seem that all the intelligence walked out of the building and now works at Baylor and Carolina. Hmm. That's what it can't be. No matter who rotates through those headphones or through those headsets, and I, and I, I bring it up because it's like the closest thing I got, it's the closest thing I know. No matter who changes headsets in Tuscaloosa, man, that junk still looked the same. No matter 
how many times he hugs a dude before that dude goes to hug Roger Goodell, that jump still looks the same, right? You 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 get rid of two first rounders leave, right? Judy Rugs, boom, gone. First two wide receivers pick. Your other wide receiver, who's also a first rounder, breaks his ankle. Do you miss a beat? No, not one, bro. That's what it's supposed to look like. That's what we claim to be, right or wrong. Right, 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 right or wrong. Like our fans, our people think that's where we are. They think that's who we are. Well, if that's who we are, it don't it don't ever look like this. Oh, I'm so glad to hear you say it, man. For everybody who is who is crapped on me for saying it, it just means more coming from you. I know it does. The guy who played. Um Well, listen, bro. First off, it's not true. They hate me, man. Like what part are you missing? No, but it, blame but, RC, bro. <laughs> RC. No, I know the blame RC stuff, but but the reality is, and you know this as well as I do. And this, look, the worst part about being in the opinion media is giving opinions because you're going to piss people off at times. That's okay, but at the end of the day, people are going to respect you if you're honest. And the reality is that people are going to respect the fact that you played at LSU, you went through the grind, you played in the NFL, and you have a better perspective on all of this stuff. So I'm well, just. I think, Matt, first off, you know, like I told you, man, I'm proud of you for, for staying true to yourself. Like, that matters to me about the people I want to be around, uh, people I want to work with. Um, the other piece is this, man, and, I, and I, I say this very – it's just part of my personality, but I say it all the time. When I go to LSU games, Sconey, I buy tickets and sit in the stands. Yeah. You know what I mean? Before the game, I'm not on the sideline. Like I don't get, I don't want red carpet treatment. But every time they call me to come talk to the boys, to come be a part of something, when they need me, I pick it up and I go. When I need stuff, I don't pick up the phone and talk to many people. I'll call Miss Sharon. Miss Sharon, how do I get tickets for this? Can you put me in touch with somebody that I can buy this from? What's the information for this? I never, I never want to take from them, because one, I don't like people basically say they give me stuff. Yep. And two. When there's a situation like this, I want to be able to speak my mind. When there's a situation like this summer, I want to be able to say it. I don't want another man to be able to look me in my face and say, you know what, we made you. No, you didn't. And so when we have our opportunities to be truthful, when we have our opportunities to speak about what the facts are, that's what our jobs are. Like, that's what it is. And trust me, bro. I don't want to say bad things about LSU. But what I know is this. If I call it like I see it, if I'm truthful about what is, then if they need me, I can help them find solutions. They can know that my heart is in it for the right reasons, not for broadcast, not so I'm loved, not so people like me. It's in it so we do the right things. And when the most sensational thing that happened in your football season was a player-led march because the coach wouldn't march with you and a USA Today article chronicling the way that you have treated and mishandled some situations at your school. That's not the year you want following being the greatest football team in college football history. All right, before you go, um, how do you fix it? You gotta 
you either got to mend a lot of relationships or you got to tear it all down. Um, obviously, and, and I'm going to say this so it's clear, I am not saying fire the coach. The coach earned his right to be here and try to get this fixed. Agreed. Just so that's out there. Yep. Because you know how people I, spend it. Yep. Spin it. But on the other side of that, he has to make changes. On the other side of that, he has to be able to look at who are the people around him, who advises him to make decisions. One, make better decisions. Two, reconnect with your team. Right? To make your team feel like you not only care about how many wins and losses they can get you in purple and gold, but what type of people they can grow to be. How can they be supported in continuing to grow as young men? Because they still are young men. And that's first and foremost. And the other part of it is, too, you have to prove to people on the outside looking in, the people that you're recruiting, the people that want to become LSU Tigers, that this is the place for them to be the best they can possibly be, win a national championship, and reach every personal goal that they have. Because right now, if you're looking at LSU, you don't believe that. I've, I've talked to certain parents. I've talked to certain recruits. They don't know if who they are will be supported here, if what they want to become will be supported here. And the crazy part is, had you asked them that 10 months ago, there was no other place they'd rather be in the world. Notice there was nothing there about re-recruiting players or signing day or getting a quarterback. About mending fences and rebuilding the culture that became a championship culture around LSU, which has eroded. Really good comments from Ryan Clark, and we appreciate it. It is the Locked On LSU podcast. We'll give you an LSU Florida pick here in just a second. Let me remind you about Built Go. Built Go is the solution for breaking through your wall. They're little one and a half ounce packages. You'd take them easily, just rip off the top and you know just push the gel into your mouth and swallow peanut butter, honey chocolate coconut, chocolate mint, some great flavors. Chocolate mint is my personal favorite. Find yours. This is like five-hour energy or drinking a Monster without the crash because it's got a third of the caffeine and better results because it's all natural. Don't have the crash. Don't have that groggy feeling afterwards. Get natural energy that's good for you. It's built go, built G-O. Throw one in your briefcase or your work bag. Throw one in your gym bag. Throw one in your golf bag. Just keep one in your pocket. Keep them in your desk at work. Built Go. Built G-O. BuiltGo.com. Use the promo code LOCKED and get 20% off your next order again. Use the promo code LOCKED to get 20% off at BuiltGo.com. That's BuiltGo.com. Built Go. Let's go. It's LSU in Florida, Saturday, 6 p.m. from the Swamp. Uh, 6 p.m. Central, of course. Regretfully, I do feel obligated to give you a pick. The thing about Florida is this might be a tad of a look ahead because they know they've got Bama next week in the SEC championship game. Uh, The flip side of it is this is also a Florida team that is probably trying to win style points with the committee, and they certainly have an opportunity to do so here. Florida's a 23.5-point favorite over LSU. When you look at, at this Florida team, The strange thing, while their offense has been magnificent, and Kyle Trask has 38 touchdowns to just three interceptions, he is uh, on pace to break every Florida passing record and amazingly to do so in in a 10-game season.
but that's the kind of year it's been as everything has come together offensively with Trask for Dan Mullen, who has given LSU fits from his time in Mississippi State. And the same is true for their defensive coordinator, Todd Grantham, from Louisville in 2016 to Mississippi State in 2017, now with uh, Dan Mullen in Gainesville these past few years as well. This offense is humming, but it's not been a great Florida defense. They, like LSU, lost a lot to the pros. They're allowing 242 pass yards a game, 138 rush yards a game, over 380 yards and 25 points per game. That is not a typical Florida defense. There are going to be plays to be had for LSU in this game offensively. It's just not going to be enough because defensively, we know what LSU is, and they're one of the worst defenses in college football. And when the one of the worst defenses in college football goes on the road to play arguably the best offense in college football that's averaging 42 points a game, it's not going to go well. I think LSU might be able to get some stops in this ballgame, unlike against Alabama a week ago. But ultimately, this is just too much Florida. I'll take Florida 45-20. to 20. Give me uh, the Gators to win, to win big, and to send LSU one step closer to finishing a brutal football season. We'll see you on Monday to recap the matchup. And until then, it is Locked on LSU, your team every day.